I don't even know what we're going to do for the summary on this one. Remember the first movie? Good guy's a bad guy. Bad guy's a good guy. Whoops. Bad guy's a good guy. No sex. Sarah Connor is now John Connor. Yes. And also Sarah Connor is there, but she's a badass. Yeah, Sarah Connor's Reese. <laughs> Welcome to Switching Reels. Good morning. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to winter. It's so dark outside. Yes, it is. Goodness gracious. I never felt more alive. You have seasonal depression. I do have seasonal depression, and I hate the clouds, but I love the dark. That's good. Well, that's at least a benefit. Yeah. If it's what happens if it's cloudy and dark? Um, it doesn't affect me as much. Yeah, that makes sense. For whatever because... reason, I don't. Like, I think it has something to do with the light. Yeah, I was like, it's not, there's not really a lack of light at that point. Yeah. Like, not really missing much. Yeah. Like, I still need to get my vitamin D through the middle of the day. So if it's cloudy in the afternoon, it kind of sucks. But yeah. by the time I hit, like, 8 o'clock at night, I'm just like, oh, this is wonderful. This I'm is great. Beautiful. Lovely. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. So what did we watch this week? Terminator, Terminator once again. We didn't. Yes. We didn't Terminator well enough the first time. Well, that's true. And honestly, we didn't Terminator this time either. No, we're not very good at Terminator. Says every Terminator. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into that behind the spoiler wall. Yes, we will. Um, this is much higher on the list than Terminator One. Yes, it is. It's like thirty or something. Yeah, and I do think that it should be mm -hmm. i i would agree with that that's fantastic yeah i think i would too uh it is worse than 12 angry men which i didn't mention last time so i'll have to mention it twice in this movie okay fair yeah <laughs> um so i and... think everybody can kind of figure out what your general opinion in relation to 12 angry men was on the last one yeah because yes absolutely if you can't we did we did kind of come down on that one if you can't please uh comment like and subscribe <laughs> <laughs> send us your feedback <laughs> on how i can be a better communicator start a flame that. war in the comments i would love about that. uh hey. about engagement why is what we're here we're for. wrong about the terminator franchise i didn't say anything along the lines of not liking the terminator franchise that was you i've yeah. seen more terminator than you have yeah but you definitely were sort of in agreement with Absolutely. me on no, basically every agree. point I made. Yeah, no, I can't argue with that one. That's a very, very good point. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us why Terminator is actually great and uh, we're morons. I uh, love that. Yeah. So, actually, I was thinking while I was watching this. Um, it was... Partway through this, I was like, this is a better horror film, this is a better action film, and this is better action horror than... Terminator was. Yeah. They did do better. Um, I think it was better in basically every way. Mm -hmm. That said, it also reminded me that action is really not my genre. No, it's really not. And there was something that clicked for me because I thought I was an action person for like a few years. Makes sense. Everyone I was a that. kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized, wait a second. All of the movies that I like are in the drama section for some reason, where all the boring movies about people talking to each other are. Or they're in the thriller section, which is filled with movies I'm not allowed to watch yet. You're young <laughs> when you're having this epiphany. 
Yeah, I mean, that's probably 11 or 12. I'm going to say 10. Yeah. <laughs> Very self-aware 11 or 12-year-old over here. No, whatever. <laughs> I was doing 11 or 12 youth group. Yeah. That's all I was doing. I, man, my obsession with stories goes back to like when I was six years old. So, you know. There you go. It's the one thing I'm very self-aware on, and it's the one thing that has been continuous through my whole life. If you can go and identify that thing, man, you know, like, that's fantastic. Yeah. Good, good. So, <clears throat> how'd you enjoy this one? Um, one to ten, with strong and lights. Okay. Um, we'll go technical first. Um, I think this is a technical, like, eight. Yeah. It's a light eight. I'd say. It's a heavy nine. No, no, no. It, <laughs> It's a strong eight, probably. Yeah. Wow. Light to a strong eight. Okay. Um, I was like, oh, we're going to nail you nail you down on one of your stronger light ones for once. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's... I think it's much better, technically, than the first Terminator. Mm -hmm. So it's a little weird, actually. Um, it doesn't do anything that blows me away, necessarily. But... One of the things I respect most about this movie is the creativity that they have for the CG. And honestly, Absolutely. I've found that CG doesn't bother me nearly as much when I'm like, oh, you oh. did that because it's just this crazy thing that you thought up and it doesn't make sense to like dump tons of money into this one section unless you have that money to dump. Exactly. Which this movie did, but that's beside the point. But like some of the stuff like, the guy getting punched through the head and then it shifting so that it turns into his hands that yeah. he's holding on to. Like, that kind of stuff was just really, really cool and really well done. Whenever it's CG isn't being used to try and hide something or, like, really emphasize something, it just it is just very cool. It's like, oh, this yeah. is magic. Yeah. Now. We're just into magic land, and this is very nice. Like, Which is why. I don't think we're going to hit any of his movies on this list, but uh, Terry Gilliam... Uh, is the director of a whole bunch of different, like, super off-the-wall movies like The Time Bandits and um, Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus and a bunch of other stuff. He is, like, the king when it comes to this kind of stuff in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, he will... He has no budget for most of his movies. <laughs> like, no one is willing to give Terry Gilliam money anymore, and I don't know why. That said... He just creates these unequivocal masterpieces of storytelling. Well, not even storytelling. It's art direction. It's just brilliant art direction all the way through. And it's like watching somebody who came up with a story that has its head all the way up its ass. <laughs> but also, it's just so pretty. It's like watching somebody walk through a painting. Oh, beautiful. That's messy, but beautiful. It's so wild. And <clears throat> yeah, I, I highly recommend like just having a day where you sit down and are just like, I'm going to drug trip completely sober. Absolutely. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and um, I've been on a drug trip not completely sober, so... Oh. <laughs> make sense of that one. Okay. No, that one's pretty easy to make sense of. Yeah. I'll work on it. What was your enjoyment? Oh, my enjoyment. You notice I didn't start with that one. Because uh -huh. I don't know where it is. Exactly. Uh, the biggest thing is I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Terminator 1. Mm -hmm. I think you gave um, that like a 6, so. 
And then this one is... Okay, so I feel like the gap is larger between the 6 and the 7, but a 7 is where this belongs yeah. for me. Yeah. Pretty, now I would agree. Pretty solid there. It doesn't... I might bump the first Terminator down to a 5 so that I can bump this one up to a 7 and feel good about it. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> sounds amazing, actually. Beautiful. For the record... Um, numbers are not a great way to... <laughs> you can do colors instead. Yeah. Those are even... <laughs> those are just meaningless. What is green? Is green good? Um, depends on the movie. Is purple and good? And the context of the movie. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Technical, I'd go with eight as well. Eight or mm -hmm. nine. And then enjoyment. I get bored sometimes. Even the action mm. scenes. So I think I'm at seven. Yeah. Well. That's my biggest issue with this and action movies in general <clears throat> is sometimes action is just boring. Yes. If you don't care, like you have to be given a reason to care. Exactly. Um, And that's why I draw the distinction. I don't like action movies, but I love violent films. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'd much rather see. See Ultraviolet? I'm... Huh? Do you see Ultraviolet? No, I didn't. It's a good one. Okay. It's violent. Um, but yeah, I, I would rather see, you know, somebody get their arms blown off that I care about and then have <laughs> to deal with the ramifications and the emotions of their arms getting blown off <sighs> than just watching the Terminator walk up and maim a whole bunch of guys and then walk out. That's a good point. Yeah. It's just, it, like not to throw any shade on that particular aspect of the movie because I think that was pitch perfect for yeah, what they were going for. Good. But Beautiful. Yeah. It feels like we're getting our ladder ready. Our ladder for the wall? <laughs> yeah, our You gotta leave that wall. one in there. Gosh, You gotta leave man. that cough in there. I'm still sick. This is the worst. I hate when I get sick. <laughs> you see jump cuts, it's because I'm sick. Yeah, typically. <laughs> Not because I'm sick, because no. if I'm sick, I'm completely out of commission and no, I will not, not be here. here. Exactly. It's just coughs, man. No, if I'm if I'm coughing, that's a sign that my body has betrayed me and I am at home dying. Uh, <laughs> partially due to the sickness and partially due to the betrayal. Reasonable, in my opinion. So anyway, before we get across the spoiler wall, uh, you know, comment, tell us why. The Terminator franchise is the greatest Best one film franchise it's really ever not made. Star Wars versus Star Trek. It's Star Wars versus Terminator. It's not even that. It's Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings. Because that's actually difficult. Nah, Star of the Rings. Lord of the Rings wins. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're in agreement there. <laughs> that would be an interesting one. If you'd like to go and disagree with us on Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings. You know what? Do. I'm throwing out the entire rule book for the comments this time. Tell us what the best franchise pairing is, because I want to know. Ooh, like X versus X? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, do that in the comments. Ours is apparently Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Apparently. Yes. But with an easy answer there. Yeah. I don't know, man. We didn't do very well on that one, so <laughs> do better than us. Like, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell them to go and make their rating rate versus list. We'll have a good time. It's Dark Souls versus Lord of the Rings. That one's fun. Yeah, Dark Souls wins. Lord of the Rings. 
<laughs> there we go. Something we actually Finally. disagree on. Okay, good. <laughs> yep, so. Summaries. So, oh, are we doing summaries now? Yeah. I, They're always so gold at the end. Okay. I don't know, man. Um, you can do it wherever you want. Yeah. You had you already told me your summary, so you should start. Oh, yes. Okay, good. My summary. Let's do this. So, we're in Terminator 2. Remember Terminator 1? The bad guy is a good guy. Zara Connor is now John Reese. Without... Hopefully the sex scene between him and Sarah Connor, who's now John Connor. <laughs> that is true. That is lacking and missing. <laughs> I don't think that's lacking. <laughs> missing, maybe, but lacking. <laughs> uh. And there's a melty guy. Yeah, the, the new Terminator is not any of the characters from the original Terminator. No. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> this is going off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Terminator 2. There's more police than 30. Um, yes. Also, they patched the uh, plot hole that I thought was there when we talked about it last time, but it's not. But also, they didn't address the rest of it. Uh, plot hole I talked about in the last episode was that the remains of the Terminator are missing. Um... But that's actually addressed in this, in that the company that owned the hydraulic press swept everything up and was keeping it for research without telling anyone. What they didn't address was the rest of the havoc that was caused, that was caused by, by the by original Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. There were 30 policemen that died. <laughs> At least 30. He says 17 when he is mm -hmm. interrogating Sarah Connor. But the police chief says 30 when he's bragging that they have 30 police officers in this place. <laughs> so I, I don't, don't remember if that's here. what he actually said or if that was something that 17? we came up with. He said 30. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I'll go back and rewatch it. <laughs> okay. If not, I like high key. What's the oh, Berenstein Bears to this? What is this? <laughs> uh, Mandela Effect. Mandela affected it. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, there are at least 30 police officers in this, and probably more because it's T2, so there's probably 60. There's probably 60. Yeah. That feels right. They have bigger guns, too. Have you ever found it weird that a minigun is called a minigun? When it's massive? Yeah. Uh, I think that that is supposed to be in reference to the fact that it is a small version of a different gun. Like, like it's every a... gun? Well, no, like a, like a gun emplacement gun. Like... Those ones are Yeah, huge. but you don't just call those guns. You do on ships. When you're on battleships, no, those, those are, are just referred... A lot of times they're just referred to as guns. Okay, but the, I still don't agree. Because one, <laughs> when miniguns were invented, we didn't have the kind of warships that we have now. And those are still shooting shells, not rapid-fire bullets. That's true. And also most of my uh, understanding of ships and guns upon ships comes from my... Golden Age of Piracy research. So. Yeah, so that's, that's a little <laughs> little back there. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like even like a gun emplacement like in World War II, like it's a it's no, a mounted gun. It. It's a mounted gun that's just stuck there and it shoots big slugs and it shoots them really fast. And the idea of a minigun is that at least this one's portable. It shoots more often? Well, no. 
No, it's it's a minigun because it's portable. You can hold it. I got you. As a, Why isn't it a porty gun? Because who in their right mind <laughs> would call it a porty gun? <laughs> I wouldn't even in my right mind. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I do a lot of things that I wish shouldn't do in my right mind. Yep. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Let's talk about Terminator 2 again. Terminator 2! <laughs> Let's go! Um, so, one one of the things that I actually love most about this film is the way that they shift Sarah Connor from the first film to this one. Um, in kind of giving the idea that time has passed here. Mm-hmm. And she has gone through major change. Absolutely. Right? Like, even... There's the end of the first one where she's, like, determined, but, you know, she's still basically just... It's the average person, city but... girl. Um, but in this one, we get some context filled in that, like, okay, so she's trained with, like, green berets and people that are, um, like, smuggling people across the border. Yeah. And, like... They did a really all... good job with the exposition dumps in this with John Connor talking to the Terminator. I think yeah. that was really good. Yeah. And so kind of giving the idea that, okay... She has done everything she can to learn as much as she can about just being a badass warrior. Yep. So that she can train her son to do that. Um, which is cool. She probably should have found out some things from strategists. Instead of like not just field commanders, but like actual like military oh, this strategy. Is, yeah, this is how you like move entire forces in an army kind of thing supply chains and this is how you like (laughs) yeah absolutely i completely agree (laughs) she did all of the hard skills and then he had to learn all the soft skills after the robots got here i don't know they're all also i stopped after they're all also just every robot is dumb there isn't a smart one yeah that's true so um which is wild because that feels like the one area that robots could definitely have us beat See, right, like that, and now there's ChatGPT. Yeah, again, that's I'm true. coming back to this, of course, because it's Terminator. But that's true. But like, also, computers are we're we're not good at making brains. That's true because we don't understand our brains no. yet entirely. That whole ten percent thing—that's not how much of our brain we use. That's how mm-hmm. much we understand, mm-hmm. and that's an approximation. <laughs> exactly. At one point, I was watching a video by a very good science educator Mm -hmm. like if we were to try and model all of the different molecules and chemicals that go off in your brain at any one point you would need a computer the size of the moon per person right now Mm -hmm. and is this true of every person every person what about what about the ones i know that are dumb (laughs) they still have chemicals going on in their brain (laughs) just are you sure different kind of chemicals (laughs) Are you sure? Have you met these people? <laughs> I have not dissected their brains. All right, I'm going to try to stop being mean. <laughs> Even without names, that felt mean. If you know Connor and you're watching this, please message him and say, hey, is that a am, I, am I the person you're talking about? <laughs> you are the Peapod-sized computer. <laughs> <laughs> you are a raspberry pie that's tough yeah that hurts 
<laughs> I wasn't directing Ugh. that at you. Yeah, but I imagined if you had, and I was like, oh, <laughs> dang. That's no moon. That's a raspberry pie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there are a lot of small things that this movie does really right. And that's actually... It's weird, because I think that, like, a lot of the details are perfection mm-hmm. in this. But the overall film is still just kind of lacking yeah. to me. <clears throat> we also didn't get very many, if any. Yeah, we got, like, one future shot at the beginning. And that was, yeah. like, the bread and butter of the first one. Yeah. Well, it's it's what kept us going through the first one. That's true. Yeah. I will say, this one was more engaging all the way through, despite the fact that it didn't have... Oh, you go first. Oh, okay. Despite the fact that it didn't have any of the future combat sequences. I completely agree. No, it did carry you a lot better. Um, We did have a revelation there at the very beginning of the melting uh, THX. Oh, yes. Yeah, where the, like, if everyone's seen a THX film, normally there's, like, a melted pool that then goes into THX. This did kind of go away. For a while, yeah, I don't it was, think it's here anymore. Yeah, it was a, it was a really big thing, at least when we were kids. Yeah, like eighties to early two thousands. I don't know Maybe. if it lasted that long. No, but just the nineties, you think? I think it was nineties through the two thousands. Yeah, I don't think it was around very much in the eighties. But it wasn't this mainly eighties. Yeah, but it was late eighties. So, I don't. I don't know. I don't know when they started doing this and when they stopped, but, yeah. but I do remember. Yeah, the metal The guy. metal... Yeah. Metal circle, which I always thought was supposed to be glass mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Oh, interesting. But then it shatters. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. And then melts it together, melts yeah. back together and does the whole THX thing. Yes. So, yeah. Um, we made the connection and we're like, wait a Whoa. second. Because we had both seen this and we're like, is that what this is from? Is, is that... Metal yeah. Boy? That shatters? Yeah. I remember it distinctly on my copy of Attack of the Clones. Because uh, I loved Attack of the Clones Attack as of the a kid. Clones is a great movie as a kid. <laughs> and then we watched it and decided that it maybe didn't hold up as well as we were hoping. Go watch that episode. It's also yeah. good. I think. I'm sure it is. I have very strong feelings about each of these episodes when we leave. Yeah. And then I don't remember them in like two episodes. No. So, yeah, I remember feeling strongly about some of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. What did you want to talk about with this? Hmm. So there were I think there was less refrigerator logic in this, which was nice. There was. <clears throat> there was still moments they also did they fixed some things which was nice like shooting at the tires more often Mm -hmm. that was really nice they didn't fix the ammo situation very well a little bit it was a lot better yeah but i forgive the ammo thing a little bit more in action movies Mm -hmm. like even if it's not my genre i'm more like they need to have all the bullets in the world because that's what what they're doing yeah until it becomes convenient for them to run out i loved the uh oddly placed third hand of uh, oh, in the helicopter. In the helicopter. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about with these details. <laughs> like seriously, <sighs> like the idea that they're like, 
Well, he's a metal robot. Why wouldn't he just pilot it with his third hand? Third hand. <laughs> if you know what we mean. <laughs> um, so I agree that there was a lot less refrigerator logic. The weird thing, though, is the time paradoxes yes. are way worse than this. They are. Um, because it can't just be like a like simple, hey, I was sent back in time because the character knew that they needed to send me back for this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There was stuff that like just straight up breaks down if you think about it too long. Like what? Uh, like the saying that John Connor gives to his mom mm -hmm. uh, by way of Kyle Reese. Mm -hmm. um, and so the idea was supposed to be like, oh, John Connor comes up with this and then sends it back. But now... It's stuck in the loop. It's stuck in, it's stuck in the loop. It's stuck in the loop. And if they destroy Cyberdyne, mm -hmm. which is what they're... T it's actually what they heavily imply at the end of this. Yes. Is that, like, it's, it's over. Mm -hmm. And you haven't seen the third one. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, like... They heavily imply that it's over after this. Mm -hmm. So there's no Skynet, which means that people being sent back is not just an alternate reality. It is, well, it would have to be an alternate reality, right? Exactly. Because it can no longer be the one that was original. Be the original one. Um, but now, number one, there's no reason for John Connor to become a great military leader anymore. Nope, we don't need him. Number two, even if he did become a great military leader, he would be doing it for no reason. Which implies to me, at least, that the future is one that is, an, uh, is under authoritarian rule by John Connor. I don't know, man. This movie just raises too many questions and it raises more than it answers. <clears throat> That's a valid point. I see what you're saying there. Absolutely. As far as time goes. As far as time goes. Yeah. I can give you spoilers for the third one as I remember it after seeing it a decade ago. Um, let's not only because of the podcast. You okay. can tell me after. But Beautiful. Yeah. That sounds perfect. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have really strong inclinations to watch the third one. No. Or Salvation. Mm-hmm. Because I heard... I did watch Salvation, too. I heard Salvation was not very good. It wasn't. Which is wild, because the strong part of the first one, definitely, and a scene that I think was improved on in this one, is the future combat. Mm-hmm. And to yeah. have the future combat be the bulk of the film mm -hmm. seems like a no-brainer. Exactly. That's what you should do. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. I've played the arcade game quite a few times. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, too. I yeah. love arcade games. Yeah, me too. I'd love to have nearly $1,000 to <laughs> just, I from an ATM to just go play arcade games. <laughs> Sounds like a great day. It's $300. I know, but inflation that. Okay, inflation that, but also take into account that arcade games have been a quarter and continue to be a quarter basically forever. So you get more arcade games now? No, you get the same amount. If they were a quarter back then and they're a quarter now... But the money is more now. But the money... No. <laughs> <laughs> that just means that arcade games have gone down in value, not yeah. that the money has gone up. Yeah. Uh, the amount of money has gone up. Well, the amount of money has gone up. No, it hasn't. By inflation. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to economics. This is... 
not what this podcast is for. It I don't even. I'll be honest. Since we threw out the script, I don't know what this podcast <laughs> what is for, but it's anymore. fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, John Connor wasn't nearly as annoying as I remember him being in retrospect. He wasn't like a great kid. But yeah. Like... I told you I was going to open this with uh, saying that John Connor is so cool, but I totally forgot to do that. Um, I will say his attitude bothers me um especially in the beginning and then he does like this complete 180 but he doesn't get rid of like the snotty kid vibe and it's just weird like at the beginning you're just like oh he has absolutely no respect for literally anyone <laughs> and in a way that i don't think anybody is like oh that's cool yeah and it's just like he just <sighs> He's just a dick. Yeah. Um, and then he finds out that his mom didn't lie to him. And then he's like, oh, oh, I have to be nice to everyone now. Not kill them. But also, like, he still keeps that just cringy vibe through the whole thing. And it's very, very weird. Would agree. I didn't. He didn't bother me as much as I remembered him bothering me, but he still bothered me a lot. Exactly. Man, if you get a really good kid actor, hold on to them. <laughs> Keep them that age. Keep them that age. Don't let him go. Who's the guy that plays August Rush? Who August Rush? Who never ages? He's also the good doctor, I believe. Isn't that guy older than August Rush was? I haven't. He's basically the same age forever. Oh, okay. And <laughs> anything that he does, he's basically the same age. It's spooky. So spooky. <laughs> I love the theory that Keanu Reeves isn't aging. He's just turning into different people. Yes. <laughs> I agree. Where's the lie? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Alan ever... Arkin's been old forever. Who's that? Um, I don't know what I could describe him in that I think you would know, but he's just an old bald guy. He always he plays the same dude and everything and it's fantastic. He's fantastic. He does that one role perfectly. Yeah. He's just the guy that's like, I'm old, I'm here, I know what I'm talking about, but what the hell are all of you doing? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great run. It's a good role. But he never takes every anything too seriously. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It if beautiful. I showed you a picture, you'd probably know who it was. I think I would too. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel like you waste your finishing shot on the last boss? Because I feel like the Terminator did on the other Melty Guy Terminator with the Asa La Vista baby. Mm -hmm. You shoot him, and then he just comes back again in a second. It's kind of anticlimactic. Oh. He doesn't stay dead. Yeah. Sure, he gets glitchy, but... Yeah, I mean, I do appreciate what they did with the second part, and I think that it fits sort of the, like, mirroring that they wanted to do a little bit with the first with the Terminator. First that was really good. Um, <clears throat> I completely agree. And also, said, they were so consistent in their magic system. Yeah. Like, this other Terminator was just better. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, it wasn't and, three yeah. on one. Like... Right, yeah. And it really makes you wonder, in a world that has time travel and they can send people back in time 
to kill people, why are they not sending just the liquid form Terminator over and over again? Exactly. Like, do they have to... These are the questions! Maybe they only had one. And Ever. Again, I don't think that's what this is for. Like, this is not... The point <laughs> of these movies is not to be... Perfect like on their time a, Well, yeah, it's not a it's not a sci-fi film that's no. supposed to be exploring <laughs> the ramifications of time travel. But address the ramifications of time, time travel, travel, damn it. <laughs> Why do you think we're here? I want. Exactly. Exactly. If you're yeah. gonna put in time travel and cool robots, we need more. Yep. We need more cool robots and we need more time travel and we need less John Connor. I love that we like but on the tech side, started with neural nets. Like that was cool. Mm-hmm. I was happy with that. Like that's still technology that we use now for all yeah. of our AI. Um, so good job, guys. I would like to point out that uh, a whole bunch of the stuff that is supposed to have happened in history has happened in my lifetime now, and that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, Terminator, you did a good job. Yeah, let's see how twenty twenty seven looks. I'm stoked. <laughs> Are you? <ya? laughs> uh, I don't think that AI is going to try to kill us. I don't think so either. I think that <laughs> I think that uh, we're going to see the uh, realization of uh, Doctor Dyson's prediction that he's going to start putting people out of jobs. Because they can have hangovers. Agreed. <laughs> Dude Agreed. just hates pilots. He does. That's the entire reason for this movie. Skynet <laughs> was like, no, I don't want to fly planes. You could put me in charge of all the planes. This is the worst job. <laughs> I'm going to kill all humans. Oh, people like to be in the sky and be able to control vehicles in the sky because it's fun. <laughs> no, nope. you. What do you mean? Yes. Completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Like at all. I don't think there's any themes. Like even the fate is what you make. So the the weird one to me in this was the idea of putting uh well the value of human life and robotic uh, life simulation mm. there was one scene in particular that I thought was like super antithetical to the whole idea of like robots are the bad guys and people are, good people guys. are the good guys and if like we can make the robots good but like because that's kind of the point of this is like if we can change the robots, then we should be able to change people. But there was something in particular that I remember. <clears throat> was it the desert camp? No. Oh, I'm actually, yeah. The desert camp one was really interesting because that was the, the scene where she basically goes, yeah, there are no human people that are worth Watching my son. Like, raising my son. <laughs> but this robot... He's perfect. He's perfect. Oh. He's the first one to hit the criteria. Exactly. Like, Where has this man been all my life? 
<laughs> when he wasn't trying to kill me. Suddenly, I knew I should have been going after a Terminator the entire time. And I saw her face. <laughs> now I'm a Terminator. All right, let's hope that gets copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> Based on episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that felt super weird to me. That was very strange. Again, not the point of the movie. It's supposed to just be a heartfelt scene for the sake of it being heartfelt. But yes. And kind of show that Sir Connor is a little crazy. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. <laughs> okay, Sarah Connor should not have been locked up for being crazy because of the uh, the stuff that she was talking about. No. She should have been locked up because she was under so much stress that it was clearly breaking her psyche. Very much breaking her. <laughs> like she had, and mo a lot of it was self-imposed a little, but like that's hard. The fact that the guy that <clears throat> was creating this system with altruistic intent and had literally no way to tell no way. what it was going to do. No idea. Comparing him to the people who made the hydrogen bomb because they wanted to make a bomb. Definitely <sighs> not the same thing. It's a false equivalency, <laughs> Your Honor. Please take her back to the <laughs> to hospital. The, <laughs> to the asylum where the guy licks faces. Just a Although, very wholesome guy. There's, there's a lot of licking in this movie. There's like two, at least two licks in this movie. And the like, wife just is... comes up behind her husband and just... What, <laughs> what was this rated? It was R. It was R still? Yeah. It felt like a softer R. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, the first one was much worse R. Yeah, there's a little bit of language, I think. Um, And there are a few of like the... like. Cutting off cutting. my entire hand. <clears throat> Taking it off like a glove. Yeah. That's that spooky. kind of stuff. Um, the sticking the thing through the guy's eye. Yeah. Like, yeah. The thumb blade through the face. Yeah. Your so, parents are dead. I don't know. It is It is a much softer R, but mm -hmm. still R. Yeah. Completely agree. Also, it would not surprise me at all if R contained the most content mm -hmm. of any of the ratings because it can be everything from they said the fuck word twice mm -hmm. through this basically had no holds barred on it and it's a miracle it's not rated nc-17 exactly <laughs> like i don't know man there's there's so much in yeah there. yeah no there, like... there's there's so much middle ground <laughs> yeah there's that and then pg-13 yeah PG-13 is like, this had violence in it, and maybe some swearing. Maybe. PG is like, somebody might have gotten punched in the face a couple of times. Maybe. <laughs> G is like, nothing happened. G is, G is, this is a Pixar movie or it's not worth watching. Exactly. <laughs> Why are you here if this is G? For the record, I don't actually agree with that statement. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> Or do. Post it on the internet. Or do. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Just know that if you're here for my opinion, it doesn't represent it. There are some great G-rated movies. Hachi. G-rate. Hmm? G-rate.
There's a film called Hachi, A Dog's Tale, and I think that should be rated PG-13 simply for the trauma it causes, but it's a G-rated movie. <laughs> yeah, they don't have something for it. causes you indefinite trauma. There's no, nothing to account for that. <laughs> I still think about that. I think that movie's on the list, so I'm not going to spoil it. But... I'm excited. Oh my gosh. If you've ever had a dog, that movie just kills you. I have had a few dogs. Yeah. And they do a twist on the formula. That's all I'm saying. Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. Okay, you know what? I'm spoiling the damn movie. If you, <laughs> if you haven't Spoiler seen, for it. If you haven't seen Hachi, A Dog's Tale, either get out or, you know, get spoiled. I don't know. Get spoiled. Okay. So Hachi, A Dog's Tale. You're watching. Oh. No. Sorry. Oh, okay. One. Um, you're watching, watching along, it. and it's like, okay, this is a normal dog movie, right? Family finds a dog, they try to find somebody to take care of it, but they can't, and then they become attached to the dog. So they keep it. And you're like, oh, the dog's gonna die, isn't it? But no. The family's the gonna die. dad dies, and the dog that has been waiting for him at the train station every day goes and waits for him at the train station every day still until somebody sends him home. And then the people start moving away and stuff and there's nobody to send him home to. So he basically ends up like just the people take care of him around and he sits there at the train station all day waiting for his his dad to come home and he never comes home and it's so sad. <laughs> so sad. This movie's rated G. <laughs> At least PG. Like parental guidance, man. Like, you know, like needed parents for this. <laughs> Couldn't watch this by myself. I did, says Connor. I did. <laughs> I watched it while I was still in my parents' house the first time. But the second time I was on my own. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> This was a ranty, Very ranty episode. Terminator 2. And I think we talked about it less than we've ever talked about a movie in a review. Now we know her or better. In an episode. Now we know her better. And we are done with Terminator. Yeah. So uh, next week we're watching... Um... Two Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want that to be a movie now. I know it's going to be hot garbage, but I want to see it. No, uh, we're watching Back to the Future. Oh, finally! Yeah. I haven't seen these. Okay. So I didn't actually own this one, so it's on its way. It'll be cool. here uh, before we film the next episode. That said... Only the first one's on the list. Oh, okay. Um, if you want, it was cheaper for me to get the trilogy than it was for me to just get the individual Single. movie. Nice. So if you want, we can just watch them. And we'll probably only do one episode on them. But yeah. yeah. Cool. Sounds good. We'll talk about it. Cool. All you right. Might get, you might get back to the future. You might get back to the future. One, two, three. So. Yep. Cool. Love it. Awesome. Well, how do we end this?